The 2018 NFL Draft begins on Thursday afternoon, and though for this crop of players, the draft signifies the end of their college careers, the results of the draft will shape how future college stars begin their college careers. Today, we're talking about the relationship between the NFL Draft and high school recruiting rankings. It's April 25th. I'm Connor Tapp, and you're listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. Did you ever notice that 24-7 Sports gives out 32 five-star ratings every recruiting cycle? That's because there are 32 picks in the first round of the NFL Draft. Strange as it may seem, the NFL Draft and high school recruiting rankings are intrinsically linked. Here to explain why is 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting, Barton Simmons. Barton, tell me how the NFL Draft informs how you think about the evaluating and ranking of high school prospects. Well, it, it's it's really everything. I mean, it is ultimately what we what I grade myself on, what what we grade ourselves on. To me, the NFL draft is, you know, if if ultimately we're not just if this isn't just sort of a futile exercise, and we actually do want to decide whether we were right or wrong on a kid, and and we want to have real tangible answer key to that. I think the NFL draft is the best solution to that because ultimately the NFL draft and, and, and NFL GMs are trying to find the the most talented, most gifted players in the country to add to their roster. And they're informed of that by college productivity. You know, certainly there's, you know, balance there. Um, and you're going to have productive college guys that don't have the NFL traits and you're going to have the NFL guys with NFL traits that don't have the college productivity. And ultimately, you know, to me, that is that should be reflective of, of, of our rankings. You know, you can have a three-star kid that, that has a great career uh, in college football who just didn't have the talents to play in the NFL, and, and that kid is still a three-star kid who just had a great career. Uh, and, and vice versa, you know, you can have a – a five-star level kid that just never could put it together in college and never was quite as productive as he needed to be. And that kid could go on to the next level and, and get drafted really high based on that talent. And he may even never succeed in the NFL, but he was ultimately a five-star talent because the NFL said so. And the fact that a college coach couldn't get it out of him doesn't make that five-star grade wrong. So that's kind of the way I look at it. And I know a lot of people you know, argue that it shouldn't, uh, you know, an NFL shouldn't factor into college, but but again, the NFL draft is, is has a pretty strong correlation towards college success. That's a pretty important part of the equation, uh, and, and because of that, I think it's a very fair way to uh, to sort of determine how we did. Yeah, so I mean, basically, it's like you're saying, well, you know, if maybe a college coach didn't know what he was doing or didn't know how to get the most out of this talent. But if a, you know, a company is willing to sink millions of dollars into a player based on his talent, then that's a pretty good, like, validation of uh, of your projection, I guess. Well, absolutely. But also, you know, when you look at it like, all right, so let's say player X goes to Texas Tech and throws for a million yards. What if player X didn't end up going to Texas Tech? And what if that that kid, Texas Tech, took took someone else that cycle? And 
Instead, the kid ends up, the only offer he may have had was, I don't know, uh, TCU or, or, or Kansas State, for example. Um, well, he's probably not going to throw for a million yards at Kansas State. And so was it, was it ultimately the kid's talent that, that dug up a million yards, or was it just that Texas Tech system? Maybe it was the talent, uh, but maybe it was the system. And, and, and we, I find that out by what the NFL GMs say. They're going to break that down for me. They're going to be the, the tiebreaker, the deal breaker. I trust those guys to, to grade me and us on our ability to identify the talent and I, as opposed to a stat sheet, which could have all kinds of different uh, extenuating reasons why it looks like it does. And I also trust those guys more than, say, an AP voter. You know, we're not going to, I'm not going to grade us based on the All-American team or the All-Conference teams because, you know, how how accurate are those even? You know, how how what's what is the meaning of those? So we just now we're going to say that the AP voter that that uh, looks at the box score um, every week is is going to determine how good these players are. No, I'm going to I'm going to trust the guys that have dug into film and have watched hours and hours of film on these guys and whose livelihood depends on making the right decision, I'm going to let those guys determine who the best players and most talented players in the country are. Um, and there's all kinds of other reasons why I think like production in college can be a, a red herring. And like, I, I think, look, what if a kid got on the wrong side of a coach? You know, what if he got in a doghouse? What if he had injuries? Um, you know, and, 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 you know, we see all the time, a kid has injury issues in college, but he's so talented that a team will take a flyer on him in the fifth round or something like that. Well, shoot, that guy's still a four-star talent. Um, so I just think there's a lot of problems with uh, grading, you know, that evaluation uh, that the, the NFL draft has solutions for. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I think, uh, I think it's, it's imperfect too, certainly, but I think it's the best answer key that, that we can come up with. I think it's pretty easy to follow how like the results of the draft you can take and compare to, you know, 2014, 2015 class, whatever it is, and, and see how you did. But do, do you come away from the NFL draft with any actionable ideas for improving the rankings? You look for trends. You know, you look for trends geographically. You look for trends positionally. Um, you look for trends in the way guys have developed. You know, I think a big one a big trend that, that I've really taken to heart is um, multi-sport athletes. Um, the, the offensive linemen that are drafted in the first round, it's, it's remarkable how many of those guys threw shot put and threw discus. Um, you know, the, the, the guy that, that uh, you know, the Darquez Denards or the, you know, the, the sort of under unheralded high school recruits that end up going first round at skill positions, those guys, uh, you know, almost always are, are basketball players or, or have good track times you can dig up. And um, so I think that there are things like that, indicators that we sort of throw into our stew, throw into the pot and, and try to, I think, um, prioritize more um, as we, as we sort of move on to the next class, you know, like, we're going to see this year in the NFL draft, um, Khalil McKenzie, 
you know, we'll see if he gets drafted at all. But he may be, if he's drafted, he's a late round pick and he's being drafted as an offensive guard. Well, he was a five star guy by just about everybody and he was a top five guy by just about everybody. And in retrospect, I think what we've learned is if you're a nose guard that's 350 pounds, sure, you're going to push around an offensive lineman in high school, but that's going to be a hard skill set to transition to college where everybody's a big, strong offensive lineman and you're not going to be able to just run through guys anymore. And, and I think those are the type of things where, you know, you take those lessons and you try to apply them year after year and you try to remember those and you try to correct them for the future. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't think – I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'll ever have a 350-pound nose guard as a five-star uh, on my watch again. Um, that's just a – you know, and, and so those sort of things, um, you know, you got to learn from them and you got to you got to adapt and adjust. And, and I think that's, that our rankings have improved because of that. You know, we really prioritize multi-sport athletes. We really prioritize – uh, verified testing numbers and track times really prioritize offensive linemen that have success in, in, in track or in uh, basketball. And so um, I think those sort of things are really valuable that I, and then you have to dig into the NFL draft to, to, to get that sort of um, info and, and that sort of return on it. But I think it's worth my effort and our time to, to really dig into the NFL draft every year to, to try to learn those sort of things. Invariably, when a two-star prospect goes in the first round on Thursday, we'll see a flood of tweets saying some variation of, see, this is why recruiting rankings don't matter. What do you wish people who say and believe those things better understood? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing that, that a lot of people miss is that, yes, like we are, we, the five stars should be the best and the four stars should be the best. But those guys are ultimately a very small contingent of the greater football population. And so often the two star guys that everybody pounds their chest about and points their finger at the recruiting industry and says, see, how'd you miss this guy? So often that kid is someone that with such extreme circumstances, you know, a Khalil Mack that didn't play football until his senior year and only had an offer from Liberty before getting Buffalo offer, uh, you know, there was probably wasn't a recruiting site guy all year that saw that kid. Um, you know, the, the, the Lane Johnsons who you know, went to, to junior college as a quarterback, moved to tight end, committed Oklahoma as a tight end, moved offensive tackle. Um, I mean, that's a, that's an extreme development. And, and those are the sort of things that are impossible to predict. Um, and those are the sort of things that sort of that kid, Lane Johnson falls into this, this bucket of there's two, there's, you know, there's five stars, there's four stars, there's three stars, there's two stars. And then there's like the rest of the population in, in, in the world. You know, there's Ziggy Ansas who go to BYU as a basketball walk-on and then find the football field. And, and just, they're just a freak athlete that, that just, you know, we don't know about. So like, yeah, sure. There's the kid that, that has a couple offers and went to camps that people just miss on. And, and we're not going to be perfect, but so often that two-star kid that's getting drafted in the first round, it's just impossible to predict. We're not, you know, what I say a lot of times is, you know, a, a ranking isn't 
is it handing out the uh, you know a, a, the fate of a kid? We're not sentencing them to a five star future or a two star future. We're evaluating their ability at that point. Um, but you know, if hey, Bradley Chubb was a, a really good football player and a high three star kid, we missed on him. But you know what? He also gained sixty five. 70 pounds and, and dropped a 40 time, uh, two tenths of a second. And that guy worked his tail off. Like he, he, he took care of a lot of that, you know, that that's, that's on him. It's, 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 it's less on us. It's more a credit to him that, that he was a three-star body in high school and, and turned himself into a first round draft pick. So, um, you know, there's a, there's a, a, a wide world of, of bodies and athletes that are, are changing and developing, and uh, and some of those guys are going to take advantage of their opportunities and, and make the most of it, and, and and more power to them. I'm happy for every two star that makes it. Barton Simmons is a national writer for CBSSports.com and director of scouting for 24/7 Sports. You can find him on Twitter at Barton Simmons. Barton, thanks for joining us. All right, thanks, Connor. There's a new episode of The Morning Blitz every weekday. So we'll be back in your podcast feed tomorrow morning talking to the reporters covering the biggest college football stories of the day in a tidy 10 to 15 minute package. If you enjoy what we're doing here at The Morning Blitz, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and tell a friend to check us out. Check us out.